Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. In the gospel today, we hear uh, the apostles cry out, increase our faith. And faith is one of those words that I think every one of us presumes we know what it means because we all can use it. You know, do you have faith? I have faith. I know I, I need more faith. I need to pray for faith. I just need faith. But, but really, it, when you press into it, we have no idea what it means. Is it trust? Is it knowledge? Is it strength? Is it holiness? What, what is faith? And so, uh, to begin, I just want to give us a little working definition that we can work with as we go forward. Faith, for Pope St. John Paul II, is the openness of the bride to the gift of the bridegroom. So the bride is the church, and the bridegroom is Jesus. So it's the openness of the bride to the gift of the bridegroom. A lack of faith would be a closed-offness to the gift of Jesus, to the gift of the bridegroom. So faith is an openness to the gift of Jesus. What he wants to do in you and what he's trying to do through you. This is what our faith enables us to receive. So faith is wildly vulnerable. That's why it's scary and hard. It's also why when we go through the biggest hardships in our lives, financial worries, death of loved ones, loss of job, addictions in families, people being ripped apart in relationships due to selfishness or whatnot, these immense pains make it incredibly difficult to have faith because it feels so weak and so vulnerable because we have to be open and depend on the gift of another. And it's usually another person that hurts us, and so the idea of trusting another person seems wildly crazy. So if that's the definition, let's look at the gospel again and enter in a little bit. It begins the apostles saying, Lord, increase our faith. But the funny thing is, is this is uh, chapter 17, verse 5. Verses 1 through 5, Jesus is teaching his apostles. So he gathers those who he loves most tenderly, that he himself has been most vulnerable with. They have seen him pray. They've seen him sleep. They've seen him eat. Like he has really shared his heart with them. And he gathers them in. And he says, I need you to correct one another when you're going astray. And if someone comes to you and repents seven times a day, forgive them every single time. And then it says, the apostles said, increase our faith. Context matters here. Their cry for more faith is because the idea of having the courage to correct someone and it not be out of a place of arrogance, but out of a place of genuine love. And then the ability to forgive people, the same person doing the same mistake seven times in a day, they're like, uh, we're going to need some help here. So they say, increase our faith. And then we hear Jesus say, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'd be able to rip up this tree and it go right into the sea. It would obey you. 
And I'm pretty sure you're like me that when you've heard that, you've heard him say, yeah, you don't even have a mustard seed size. Like if you just were a little bit better, you could do great things, but clearly you're not. And I was reading a scripture commentary this week and it said the actual Greek, the sense of this is Jesus saying, you don't need anything big or impressive. Like just the littlest thing given to me and I'll work with it. The littlest openness and I'll rush in. Just the most tiny moment of vulnerability to me, shared with me, I can do miracles through you. It took a 14-year-old girl in the Middle East, all she said was yes. And God entered the world through her womb, known as the Blessed Mother. A little yes from a little girl in a little place of the world. She wasn't the most brilliant. We have no evidence that she was excelling in her studies. We have no evidence right, that she herself at this point was doing any sort of miraculous things. We know she's the immaculate one. But she was open. She was open to the gift of Jesus. And it changed the cosmos. Another time in the gospel, 5,000 people need fed. Right, 5,000. And a guy's like, I got two fish and a little bit of bread. I'm like, well, that's dumb. Thank you. And Jesus is like, great, bring it to me. Just the littlest bit offered to him. And they had wicker baskets left over. They brought to Jesus one time a married couple who was out of wine. They literally didn't have what it took to keep the celebration going. They had nothing. The needs of the circumstance were bigger than they could meet. They had nothing on their own. And Jesus is like, well, do you at least have water? Yeah, yeah we have water. <laughs> Bring me the water. Just give me the little bit you have. And I'll be able to work miracles. This is the good news of the gospel. We don't need to be impressive. God's already impressed with you because he made you wonderful. We sure have to grow and the places where we sin are places where we forget who God is and who we are and so we act sometimes a little crazy. But the Father's in love with you. It's as if Jesus is saying, God is like Niagara Falls. His love and his grace is just a super abundant amount. And you're like, well, all I have is a Dixie cup. It's like, yeah, hold it up. See what happens. He's going to flood into you. And sometimes we don't receive these gifts from the Lord because we just think, well, is this right? Is this going to be the right thing? But I want to share a story with you this week on why I think, what I think makes this parish wonderful. There was someone who was going through an immensely difficult time in their family. I mean, you can't imagine the hardship. And they came here for a little comfort and orientation during Mass. And as they were praying, their heart was just ripped open and tears were flowing and they were in immense pain. And all of a sudden, while they were just crying, they're alone at Mass, a random parishioner came and sat next to them and just started rubbing their back. And then another one. They didn't know them at all. They had no previous relationship besides seeing them here. And it brought an immense message to this person who was in tears and ripped open. I'm not invisible. 
There are people who care. People might not be able to remove my suffering, but I'm not alone in my suffering. This gentleman was vulnerable enough in their faith to be seen. So just a little openness. Lord, here I am. I'm giving you as I am. And then the Lord responds with bringing consoling love and kindness into their life. Well, what did that do for the people in Florida? Absolutely nothing. But for that man's life, it transformed it. So often we think God sees the world as the news presents it to us. This is what's really important. These are the major needs. And the truth is God sees every one of us as wonderful men and women who are hurting, who have needs. Yes, there's certain tragedies at different times, but every one of us has hurts. Every one of us has needs and dreams. And so often, what Jesus is trying to tell us is, we think if we were only more impressive, smarter, holier, wealthier, more active, more whatever, then God would love me by showing his grace upon me. And what he says is, I've only seen you as little children. You may be 90, but you're all nine. Actually, probably all of us are probably two. And we're just a ball of needs, crying out. And he says, if you open those needs, just the littlest bit to me, I will do wonders through you, in you, and for you. This is why the gospel is refreshing. Almost everyone else in our lives would love it if we were bigger, faster, smarter, stronger. And Jesus is like, I don't need any of that. I really just want a little bit of access and then I can show you how big I can be for you, how strong I want to be for you, how kind I am to you, how I don't have pressure. I just want to be with you and care for you so that you, like all the saints, will know God is a good and loving Father. Amen.